Hello and welcome to the Pro Advice Business Podcast Series. My name is Ben Leditschke and today we're going to have a quick refresher regarding tax planning. Just a bit about Pro Advice. We help family business prosper through integrating strategic business advice and accounting services. Provide some input for the discussion today. I have with me John Gibson, who's senior accountant and resident tax guru from the Tassie Pro Advice team. Hello to you, John. Good morning, Ben. Uh, good morning, everyone out there. Uh, good to be here. Excellent. John, um, it's about that time of year for the discussion with a lot of our clients regarding tax planning. So we thought we'd have a bit of a refresher. So maybe we could start initially with what is tax planning? Um, yeah, I suppose the name sort of gives the impression that it's um, it's planning for tax. So it's, it's based around tax minimisation, obviously, um, by not, well, manipulating the numbers of your business, but it can encapsulate a whole lot more than that. Um, it involves succession planning, um, your general business management plan, cash flow. Um, so it is planning for tax, uh, as the name suggests, but it needs to be integrated in your overall business and life goals um, to get the Excellent. right result. Excellent, John. So if I was to undertake tax planning, where would I start? So about this time of year, so you know, early May through to, well, not too close to 30 June, but close to 30 June. Um, tax planning happens for us. Uh, we try not to go too early because we end up with uh, too much crystal ball, um, but it's, it's not too bad usually. That's about the timing for us. Um, I'll send a, an email or give a client a, a ring or something about this time of year, um, ask them to get their hopefully live file up to date. After they've got their file up to date, uh, we'll have a look at I'll need from them a forecast for the rest of the financial year. So what's going to happen in May and June. So it should be fairly accurate, hopefully. Um, we're not so I'm assuming there, John, we're trying to get an understanding of what the likely end of year position will be as far as the net profit and therefore what the likely tax liability might be for the client. Yeah, that's right, Ben. So yeah, to do that, we'll, we'll need that live file up to date. Uh, we'll need a forecast for May and June. And... There's also closing stock implications to take into account. So if you're running livestock, uh, we're going to need quantities and movements and how many you'll have at year end. Same for if you've got wool on hand or you know, you're know you a construction worker and there's a heap of whip, uh, we'll need to consider that as well because it can make a considerable difference to the, the final net profit figure. So you mentioned, almost alluded to a few things there, which is what are some of the choices we have there? So when it comes to tax planning, um, how, what are some of the potential options for directing? Yeah, so you've probably, there's a lot of options. Um, you've probably heard a few of them running around. Uh, I know the, the budget a couple of nights ago mentioned temporary full expensing has been extended to 30 June, 2023. Um, so that, that allows, well, pretty much anyone in our client base, uh, it goes up to a $5 billion turnover um, to, write assets off or not write them off. So you've got the option to write them off or not, unless you've got a small business pool, that's got to go. So capital expenditure needs to be considered. Is there assets the business needs, but we can make future benefit out of and you yeah. know get an immediate tax deduction for? What are just generically some of those things? Is there some things that do uh, comply with tax planning, some things that don't? I know um, fodder sheds versus shearing sheds, I know is one potentially, John, or can you, can you elaborate on a few of those? Uh, yeah, yeah. So on-farm investment capital expenditure items. Yeah, yeah. So normally um, we talk a lot about the, the fodder assets, like what's a fodder asset, um, 
and the answer is pretty obvious. It's a it's a shed or something or a silo or whatever it might be. Could be you know a hay shed or something. Um, because we can write them off instantly. Um, now at the moment with this temporary full expensing, um, it's probably not so much for conversation. Uh, for a farmer, a shed in general is plant and equipment. So we can we can write it off at the moment, uh, regardless of whether it's a, a hay shed or you know a, a shearing shed. So at the moment, do I do the shearing shed or the hay shed? Uh, it's probably I do the shearing shed because the hay shed will be written off indefinitely at the moment, whereas the other shed, uh, I've got two years to get it in and up and ready before I can write it off. Otherwise, I'll be depreciating a lower rate. And things like fences, yards, um, animal handling equipment, um, stock handlers, those type of things, are they something that could be an effective tax planning investment? No doubt. As long as there's future benefit for the business in it, at the moment, we can write off almost anything. Fencing falls into a similar sort of concession as the, the fodder storage assets. So that's that's a permanent write-off. Your other sort of big one in, in the primary production area, of course, is your, your water conservation, um, not conversation, which is, um, you know, your pivots, irrigators, and, and the related, you know, you've got to get power to the pivot, and you need pumps to move water around, that type of stuff. Building dams, those type of things, water storage. Yeah, that's correct, yep. Excellent. Uh, are there any other investment opportunities there within tax planning, like superannuation or? Yeah, so like... superannuation is another one. Obviously, uh, superannuation is for the replacement or substitution of the age pension. Um, and you need to talk to a financial planner to make sure you're doing the right things. But uh, there's considerable tax benefit, uh, concessional contributions taxed at 15% in a super fund versus your marginal tax rate if things are going well, which they are for quite a few farmers this year. Um, there's considerable tax benefit be in there as well. Julie mentioned also a, a bit um, a time ago in the conversation about trading stock. I'm assuming you could sell some stock in July rather than selling them this financial year to defer some income. Um, are there any other things that you can do in that regard? Yeah, so deferring income, stock's a good example and you need to be a little bit careful around that because your closing stock will be recognised at the end of the financial year. So you might get good a benefit as you think from that. Um, you know, if you're recognising stock at market value, you'll get no benefit, but not many people are um, because of the concessions available around recognising livestock at cost. So, you know, if you can sell those cattle on July 15th instead of June 25th, um, certainly it'll push the income into the next financial year. And if you're recognising livestock at cost, um, you will reduce your net profit for tax purposes this financial year. Are there any options there on the other side with ledger on the expense side as compared to the income side? What can we do with the expenses? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the, the, there's no options to defer income or it's not attractive because you want the cash. Um, you can prepay expenses and there's lots of plans around um, in relation to, there's a few products which I won't mention, but you can prepay expenses with some people and um, you can claim a deduction for that. There's a as long as you expend it within the next 12 months and it's business related and you're a small business entity or eligible for the small business entity concessions, you should be able to claim this financial year rather than next. John, it sounds like there's um, plenty of options to choose from there when you work with your clients. How do you decide what's <coughs> best? Do you have some 
overarching principles or do you have some other things that might work in conjunction with the clients with to make that decision a bit easier? Yeah, and I suppose it's tying it back to the, the business plan for the, the family business or the corporate business and trying to decide which decisions are the best for the future and, you know, how do we get a little bit closer to those goals, whether it's a one-year goal, three-year goal, five-year lifetime goal. Um, you need some goals to work towards and, you know, tying the decisions, like every little decision, keeping that in mind and revisiting, you know, not every decision, but revisiting as often as you can those goals and make sure that you're tracking in the right direction provides benefit. So, for example, um, you know, I've, I've got either tax to pay this year or next year um, and I want to expand the farm. Uh, you know, the farm next door, the fences are falling off and it's for sale would be an example of working into one of those plans. So you buy the farm next door and you fix it up and you get the tax deductions from fixing the fencing or, you know, pasture renovation or whatever that farm needs. Yeah, and ultimately there, I, I feel there needs to be a level of intimacy between the, the accountant and or advisor um, to make sure the uh, advice provided is uh, in, in line with those goals. So it's a lot easier and more efficient for the client to have that relationship in place. Um, so they can understand the needs and objectives of life as well and provide the advice accordingly. Yes, good point, Ben. So um, at Pro Advice, um, we try to integrate our accountants in with our agricultural advisors, uh, strategy and planning guys who have a very strong knowledge of farming. So it gives us an opportunity to get those accounting numbers and have a strong point of view from farm management to put it all together. Uh, we also have management reporting accountants, which we can consult with in relation to, you know, what's the effect of these decisions going to be long-term. And of course, um, even down to the bookkeeping level, um, we can have a conversation with them after tax planning to make sure everything goes where it should. And they're on the page, same page as all the rest of us. Because, you know, if anyone, everyone's communicating well um, and is aware of the goals of the client, and of course we can help them better reach those goals. Indeed, yes. Uh, uh, the thing we don't want to see is the uh, end of financial year tax return land on the client's desk in however much time and for them to see a large tax bill when we could have used that capital um, far more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. That worst case scenario where, um, you know, all the losses are gone and it's a big year and no one's done anything to do it. And here's your six-figure tax bill. I didn't know that was coming. Um, I've spent the cash. Um, that's a scenario. Well, I haven't seen it for years, but it's a worst case scenario from our perspective because I'd suggest we would have let the client down if that's happened. And I know this is probably a, uh, a tricky question to answer, John, because it does depend on the individual circumstance, but is it okay to pay tax? Well, uh, some people say it's dead money, Ben, but at the end of the day, uh, it is the cost of civilization, and we, we estimate just running the numbers, you end up with the most money in your pocket if you're paying between 50, 15, it's not 50, 15 and 25% tax. So I know there's a lot of concessions available in particular for primary producers, but you know, if you can contribute to society and you know, win a little bit more than if you didn't contribute to society, you're probably not in a bad position. Dude, I think there's that saying of pay no tax, have no cash. Yeah, so, that's consistent with my thoughts as well. Yeah. Indeed. John, that sounds um, 
fantastic quick summary there of tax planning. As we indicated, it's about the right time of year to start having that conversation. So thanks for your time today, John. No problems at all, Ben. You have a good day. Excellent. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it. For more information, please refer to our website, which is www.advice.com.au. In the meantime, keep well, keep safe, keep connected, and think abundantly. Thank you.